The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery in Henderson, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Leon, yeah. I'm still I'm not sure about this part where I say I want to be president for all Americans. I mean, do I? You know, all of them. How about real Americans? Oh yeah, that's good. And okay. then we can figure out what I mean later. It's the Fake Show with Jim Tofty. That is a scene from Veep. Matt Walsh is one of the many brilliant actors on the award-winning HBO comedy, which stars Julia Louis-Dreyfus. It has been announced, of course, that this is the final season, and Matt's character, Mike McClintock, is no longer the press secretary. He is now a working journalist. Let's welcome Matt Walsh to The Fake Show. Hi. Matt, how are you, sir? Jim, how's it going? Oh, very good, thank you. And I'm wondering, have you guys actually shot the last episode of Veep? Oh, yeah. We're in the can since uh, December. Oh, okay. Back in December. Yeah, I'm assuming there were some uh, tearful goodbyes there. We uh, had about, uh, I would say, nine days of tears. As we started wrapping each actor out, everybody had their final scene. Everybody would come from their homes and, you know, have a big clap and a hug. And then, you know, and then it all culminated with like Julia being the last actor who wrapped out. And so it was a whole trail of like farewell and hugs. Yeah. Yes. It was very emotional. Your character, Mike McClintock has, has basically been shunned by the other characters since being let go. Hasn't he? Yes. It's very rude and cold. They, (laughs) pretend as if they were never friends and they have no history together. So uh, it's challenging for Mike because I think they're using him. BuzzFeed is using him for his access, but his old pals aren't giving him any, like, uh, access. Right. And, you know, it's no surprise that there's basically most of the characters on the show are pretty rotten, aren't they? Yeah, they are. (laughs) They're vicious. Yeah. yeah. When the show began, did you kind of originally talk to other press secretaries like Dee Dee Myers or someone like that about what they can and can't say? I sure did. I, I actually, in the early years, spoke with several press secretaries, Dee Dee Myers, Jay Carney, Mike McCurry, uh, even some of the congressional like directors of communications. And a lot of the times they're in dark. They're in the dark. Like, you don't know you're not being giving information and yet you have to step up in front of the press that morning and they're going to ask, you know what they're going to ask you. And you can only say like, I have no new information. So that's like, depending on the situation, that's something that comes up. Yeah. And I mean, uh, no matter what your, uh, what side of your political beliefs you fall on, I, I, uh, would imagine you have incredible empathy for those real staffers who have to do all the cleanup. I really do. It's like, uh, it's not an easy job. And a lot of those, be they senators, congressmen, or presidents, uh, have huge egos. So you're you're, you're going to get crushed uh, working in that environment. So yeah, I do. I like how Veep has humanized a lot of the people who work in D.C. because you know a lot of them are just good, flawed human beings trying to do decent work under terrible circumstances. Is there a lot of improvising on the show? We improvise in the rehearsal room. So we'll read a script, and if there's a scene that isn't working. We'll sort of workshop it on its feet, and the writers will be in the room, and they'll take notes. And uh, It's a very fluid process, very unique to Veep. And then they keep rewriting it and rewriting it, and then on the, the morning of the shoot, they'll hand us a script we've kind of never seen. We've seen versions of, and then we will rehearse it a few times, and then we'll basically 
shoot it as written. So it's basically when we get the set, 95% written, definitely. That's in your wheelhouse, isn't it, being a co-founder of the Upright Citizens Brigade. So you're very comfortable with all that. I do enjoy improvising, and I do enjoy like creating a character, you know, adding to a character. And I like loosening up, you know, dialogue and, and trying things. But the truth is, inside of Veep, like the writer's, write better jokes than you could improvise. So you're really just trying to give them, uh, you know, we have liberty to paraphrase and say it more in the way our character would say it, or we can pitch jokes or ideas for stories, you know, early in the season. But like, ultimately the stuff the writers give us are, is just gold. Like you don't need to improvise any tremendous plot and tremendous jokes. Is there someone on the show who cracks you up to the point where you sometimes have a a problem getting through a scene? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think uh, the guy who plays Furlong, Dan Backadall, yeah, so ball and and rough. Like the stuff he says. If I'm in a room with him, <laughs> my God, it's just, it's shocking, and I have to like hear it a couple times <laughs> before I don't laugh. Yeah, I'm assuming you saw Julia receive the Mark Twain Prize. She was just uh, fantastic, wasn't she that night? Yeah, that was quite an honor, and that was really sweet. By the way, congratulations on your film, Under the Eiffel Tower, you leading man, you. Well, thank you. America wanted (laughs) me to see me in a romantic comedy, and I gave it to them. Yes, give them what they want. You are the next George Clooney. This is what I'm reading. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it. And it's kind of neat because, what, Reed Scott and Gary Cole, among those who uh, are in the film, too. Yeah, it's truly an indie film. Like I, I've made a bunch of indies, and and I do like making indie stories. And so, I was uh, in place to do this film, and I got to bring my family to France. And I roped in uh, Reed Scott at the last minute because he's a friend. I'm like, you want to go to France for three, three or four weeks? We'll shoot a movie. And he's like, yeah. And then <laughs> I roped Gary Cole. I roped Gary Cole in, and then David Wayne and Michaela Watkins are also friends. So it was kind of like. Kind of how you approach a lot of the indie films I've done in the past where you just invite your friends to come along for basically no money but to make a fun movie. You must feel very fortunate to be in some of the cooler shows like Drunk History and Bob's Burgers. I mean, you just must be having a blast right now. It is fun. I uh, Bob's Burgers, my children are huge fans of, and they uh, finally got to watch something. I let them watch something I'm in. So that was, yeah. that was a thrill. And then... Drunk History is also, an, uh, I've known Derek for a while. Derek Waters is one of the, cur- the creator. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I love Drunk History. I think that's a great show, and that was really fun to do. I have a lot of friends on that as well. You're always very busy, but do you have that actor's insecurity about there maybe not being another job? Yeah, I think you always do. I think there's always like three or four projects that I have. I'm trying to push uphill and like now I'm trying to get a movie going for July that hopefully will happen and uh, I'm writing some things. So yeah, I, that, that, that manifests itself in just trying to stay busy. But I also, I think I've gotten a little better of like, I'm just going to relax. I just came off a particularly long run of press and work. So yes, uh, I'm just trying to like read and we're going to get out of town with the kids for a week, you know? So I think I've learned to relax a little bit about it. Yeah, well, and as the lone nice guy on Veep, we look forward to the rest of uh, this season and uh, look for Matt on Veep's final season on HBO and in theaters under the Eiffel Tower, which is uh, looking really good. Matt, a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much.
Matt really does have a ton of stuff going on. His movie looks great. And again, the final episodes of Veep Sundays on HBO. That brings us to the end of this episode of The Fake Show. I'm Jim Tofty, and I'll see you back here next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.